they're, they're such irresponsible bastards, these joggers are, right? Because they're breathing, they're breathing heavily, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> We're broadcasting from Essex. It is the 3rd of March and you're listening to me, Aaron Dawn. I am your host and the Bitcoin price is currently $51,020. And joining me once again from North London is my hair Hasselhoff, <laughs> Joe <John> Manning. <laughs> oh, you know what? I was watching that yesterday, SpongeBob SquarePants with David Hasselhoff in it. It's no funny. way. Yeah, it's well, you've got, you've got similar hair type. <laughs> no, body type. Mate, you body type, mate. I'm, I'm a great swimmer, I am. Uh, well, David Hasselhoff did spend like 15 years of his career breathing in while he was on the beach with all those teenagers, didn't he? So <laughs> did he? Did he, he should. Yeah, you never watch Baywatch. Come you know what? To be honest with you, I never watched Baywatch. I, I, Rubbish. I, I watched uh, Don't Knight Rider. You. I promise, you, I never watched that Baywatch. I listen. Yeah, I don't want to sidetrack the um, um, interview, um, the, the podcast, but I actually work, mate. I don't know about you. I was working. You know what I mean? Yeah, I suppose back in the old days, they didn't have things like um, the T- internet. TV. So you could stream it whenever yeah, you exactly. want. Yeah, exactly. No, you're right. You're yeah. right. Well, you didn't use to record it on VHS. No. I find this very, very hard to believe. A no, you only rec- man only like recorded, yourself. I never Patrick- saw Pamela Anderson in a glory. I saw Pamela Anderson in a film and in, in, in <laughs> posters, but not in um, Pam- not in Baywatch. I promise you. Oh, there you go. Have you got any film posters with Pamela Anderson on it? I did have, but I think my wife um, saw like maybe get rid of them. <laughs> yeah, burnt, burnt them. Yeah, you're not allowed to have any blondes in my house. <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah. Anyway, so then, how are you? Are you good? Yeah, really well. Actually, I've just saw like uh, we could talk about a bit later the the effects of the vaccination. I've had my COVID nineteen first jab today. Oh, you have? Yep. Oh, all right. Well, I look forward to that. Yeah. Um, obviously, more pressing matters today is um, Rishi Sunak's budget. Uh, Rishi Wishy or Dishy Rishi or whatever you want to call him. Yeah. Well, well, that's the question. Is it a Rishi or is it going to be Rishi Washy? Who uh, knows? Well, you know what? Um, I, I, I watched. It, sorry to interrupt, right? But I, I watched the whole fifty minutes of it, right? Because he went on for fifty minutes. I was thinking, get off with you! I want to hear Keir Starmer's reaction. I was, I was more right. interested, so like to hear um, Keir Starmer's um, points of view, really. And I've got to sort of say, I, I thought it was a fairly good budget. Okay, right. So we're going to have to explore this yeah. now, then. Um, so let's d- d- dive into. Uh, uh, but when a I side say point. when I say good budget, right, right. I was talking about our industry. All right. Yeah. Well, this is this is what I want to dive into. You know, um, there's loads of shows telling us, you know, what's good for this person and that person. Yeah. But we really want to just focus on, you know, what's going to be good for salon owners. Right. I don't know if you've heard the previous show, but our previous shows have all been about. You know, inflation, it's been about downsizing, it's about why sovereign hairdressers are going to thrive in the in the new, like, you know, the new um, scenarios. The new, norm, the new norm. Yeah, the new normal, which I hate that word. Yeah. You know, we've, we've spoken about in the past why you shouldn't scale. Uh, we've spoken about the charity, the chop the vat or else. You know, there's all these different things that we talk about on this show. Um and I, I guess we provide that contrarian opinion, don't we? That yeah. you don't hear anywhere else broadcast in our industry. Was it Adam Sloan said we're just no holds barred? 
Yeah, because look, we 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 don't have any. I, I I don't want to sort of say we've got no skin in the game, right? Because we we still pay taxes, we still go to work. You know, not not to the same pressure as the southern owners have, or to the hairdressers, have, especially the pandemic. But we do contribute and we do strive as well, right? So I like to sort of say we're still part of the business and we're still part of the trade. Yeah, right? of course. You of know course. what I mean? And 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 I and I always felt that they, I don't. I think they've got great intentions, but I always thought that they just bark at the wrong tree. And I just couldn't mm. understand. These are meant to be intelligent people, successful people, industry leaders, right? And, and mm. I just think they just can't get the, into their head. What they're doing, right, is completely futile, right? Anyway, which, you yeah. know, which goes to the budget, right? Because has the budget helped them or not? I mean, well, well, let's break it down, shall we? Let's yeah. break it down into bite-sized chunks. So, imagine the budget hasn't happened. Uh, project yourself back into being a salon owner. Right. What would you have wanted to see oh. from this budget? Okay, okay. Uh, VAT reduction, right? To to the same as the hospitality sector. Okay. Yeah. To five percent. I mean, yeah. you and I, we we wanted no VAT on our time service skills. But, oh, I don't worry. I'm still, I'm still yeah. uh, a big advocate for zero VAT on time, time related same uh, services. But going across the board, you know, maybe five percent doesn't seem like a bad idea, really. Big, you know what I mean? So, mm. so that's what that's what they've been wanting. So it's five percent okay. VAT, and also they um, more regulations in the industry, I suppose. Right, as a salon owner, that's what you'd want. Well, you would want more as, as, regulations. Yeah, I suppose they wanted the industry to be more recognised for a start, didn't they? Which they did to, they did to a degree, but they got the... Um, it's moved from the retail sector to the personal care sector under the uh, BIS uh, umbrella. Okay. Yeah, but that's not something that can be controlled in the budget, is it? You know, no. this is just... That's Bus just they business support, save our salons, stem from that, didn't they? They want more um, business support. I mean, what, how much more money do they need? I mean, each salon has got a different um, budget, haven't they? Right, mm. so if you had, like, we had Richard Ward, um, you know, Daniel Galvin's, um, Neville's, and then you've got Artie Ethel's and Peckham Street, you know, how much money do they all want? Right, so I don't, sure. I, I don't understand their business support. What what do they want? The business rates. Um, well, this is this is this is your job now to project yourself back into what yeah. would you? So you'd have, you'd have wanted increased apprenticeship payment, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, I, I, wanted, I wanted. I wanted. A, I would like to have had a, a, a business rate frozen. Okay. Corporation tax frozen. Right. My rent frozen. Yeah. All right. That's that's to do with landlord, right? But okay. cer but certain things that the government, the councils could all help out on, right? Because the government could help the councils, the councils could help the businesses, right? Local businesses. So I suppose those are the main thing. The, your, your big outgoings that would be rent, uh, rent and um, corporate tax, right, and business rates. Yeah. That, that would have been your biggest expenditures. So I would like to have seen them frozen for a period of at least. A year to give yourself enough time to build a cash flow again. That, gotcha. Really, from from April twelfth, because once right. you get your cash flow going, then you're okay. Sure. No, absolutely. Um, 
once again, it just goes back to we just want to go back to work, right? Yeah. Allow us to earn our own money um, as soon as possible. Yeah. So, I mean, I've put a collection of things together which I believe are good for salon owners, um, which, I mean, let's let's discuss them. So, what I've got in this bucket here, and I may have missed anything. Uh, I may I may have missed some things because, like I say, I've not had, I didn't watch the whole thing. Um, so. Salon owners, they got business support and they got more furlough. So right. they got that. That's yep. good, right? Yep. Um, they've got access to recovery loans, yep. which is also good. They yep. got the apprentice grant, which yep. goes up to £3,000. I think initially it was 1000 right? Yeah. Was it, was it yeah. fifteen, or was it, was it £1,000 or fifteen? No, I, th I think it was... I don't know. I'm, I, I, I might be incorrect on that. But anyway, the apprentice grant has gone up to 3000 So any new member of staff um, they take on they'll get a, a lump sum for. Uh, so they've got the business rates holiday for firms in England yep. uh, to continue up until June and with a 75% discount after that. So, I mean, that's obviously pretty good because you'd like to think in the summer there's going to be no shutdowns due to, due to COVID. So there should be a good chance for them to get money back. Uh, also, Rishi's put this £5 billion in reopening grants for non-essential businesses worth up to six thousand pounds so that's another six thousand pound in their bin right that they could use but can, I, can, but can i say something right so it's, it's that's if i'm right if i'm right in saying it's six thousand pounds per biz per premises premises per premises so yeah. if you've got multiple salons you're essentially getting six thousand yeah, pounds. but how much do you think a, a salon um in, in central london how much do you think their rates are their their rents are Oh, I don't know. You tell me. Well, it's you probably about six thousand pounds a week. <laughs> <laughs> you know what wow. I mean? Wow. But, okay. but but you go to the suburbs. Yeah, you, know, you go to Essex. You go to Kent. Well, six thousand pounds is probably like six months. You, you know what I mean? Right. Gotcha. Right, really. So again, it, it's not going to help the the big boys. Which is what are we are we talking about the big boys in general? Are we talking about the whole industry? No, we're talking about the whole industry. I mean, obviously, we we want to dive into who's it good for. Yeah, you know, is who's this budget good for? So I suppose we can infer from what you've what you're saying about business rates in central London that it's another nail in the coffin of those salons in London, right? Exactly. That's exactly exactly exactly. That's what exactly exactly. But they've been saying that for a long time anyway. Mm. Right. Well, so I mean, they've got to feel under tremendous amount of stress after this budget. Um, I'm realising that because if people aren't going to be living or visiting the city as often as they did, um, then you know they're under this like double two pronged attack, right? Mm. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Wow. Yeah. They, 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 I mean, okay. Go. So, so what was bad for the salon owners? So obviously, you know. Obviously, one thing that's bad is that there was a minimum wage increase. Uh, I, I believe that's in April this year. Uh, minimum wage will go up to, to eight pounds ninety-one pence. So obviously, that's going to be that, into is some that a, of that. a sixteen, or is that at, um, that's the lowest set, isn't it? At the, the school. I've got yeah, I've got I've only got minimum wage to increase to eight ninety-one right. an hour from April. I've got no more. Information um, on info that. on that. So I don't. That, obviously, you know there is a scale. Um, up, you know, sixteen-year-olds earn less. You know, seventeen, eighteen. Yes. You yeah, know, there's it, a sliding it, scale. So, but but that's um, the entry level at eight pound ninety-one. Yeah, that's you know it's uh, it's gonna affect. It, well, they, well, 
we, we, talk, we, we don't want to talk about inflation, but they have to put their prices up, right, to, um, to meet that. Yeah, like we were talking about in the last show, inflation is in, inevitable. Yeah. You can check that out. It's Salonomic 16. It's actually quite, it's a very important show for people in our industry to understand. listen to yeah. it, it, and it, understand. Yeah. yeah. How um, inflation is obviously, you know, um, is essentially a, a, a pay cut. And if you don't understand inflation, then you won't be able to increase your salary year on year. Well, I, I so, suppose if, if you understand inflation, right, then, then you could actually make your business grow as well with it. You know, do you know what I mean? Because a lot, a lot of them, they don't understand. Hence why they don't put their prices up accordingly. Yeah. Right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I was. You know what I mean? I was. Yeah. I was. I was thinking about this earlier. You know, um, I, I put a bit of a t tweet thread um, on um, Go Salon's Twitter today, and it was. It was essentially. Uh, it was a straw poll that said, um, you know, how much did you put your price up last year? You know, did you freeze your prices? Did you go two percent? Did you go five percent? Did you go ten percent? And it was really the correct answer. Last year it was ten percent. Because you had to take into account the fact that um, the capacity, the appointments capacity is halved. You had to take in the account of the extra sanitation and everything you had to do. Um, so that would take more time in between appointments. And obviously you've got to pay for all this PPE. Mm. So if you was in the 0% or the 2% category, then fundamentally you've taken a pay cut last year. Yeah. And, um, you know, L'Oreal raised their prices 3.5%. And... So therefore, if you've got to take a leaf out of L'Oreal's books, you've got to put your price up every year without fail. Every year without fail. Otherwise, you're essentially giving yourself and all the staff a pay cut. That's what it boils down to. Yeah. Anyway, uh, back to the budget. Um, so the next thing was the salaries didn't get their VAT reduction money. No. There was not even a mention. To not even a mention of it. I mean, they, they sort of said... The 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 five percent um, VAT reduction was in, in the hospitality sector was status a tip and it was actually extended extended to um, next year is it or next six months or whatever it was the um, the the holidays yeah till September right and then and then after that it goes up to 12.5 so that's reduced. Mm. So, but that's that's for the hospitality firms yeah, only, right? So, is that a bit of a kick in the teeth for the Save Our Salons campaign? Well, this is it, right? So they're saying, right? This this is the this is the irony about the whole campaign. They're, they're sort of saying, right? They want to be they want to the VAT reduction as in the hospitality sector, but yet they're not in the hospitality sector. They they quite they were celebrating the personal care sector. Why do they try and get into the hospitality sector so they can get the benefits of the um, the five percent uh, VAT, um, mm. you know, sort of like rate? I, I don't understand because they they were so like they're so wanted, to, they're so happy to be in this personal care sector, but yet there's no benefits in this um, personal care sector. But there's that VAT um, reduction in the hospitality sector. Which, they, they, which is they, which is yeah which is my point about we shouldn't be campaigning for five percent we should be campaigning <laughs> for a complete elimination yes of it or, or still better still we, we talked about it before right when they, when they were celebrating the personal care sector well listen 
you should have been in the hospitality sector. You get all these benefits. At the moment, being in this personal care sector, there's no benefits to it at all, is there? So they really, they well, move that, from retail yeah. to personal care. What they get out of it? Nothing. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, that's a case of um, champagne socialism, isn't it? Yeah. Again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I don't we, get um, that. Yeah. I don't get it. I really, really, because at the end of the day, I, I would look at it. Look, I think the budget overall was a fantastic budget, and, and, and if anything, right, I would listen to Rushi Dishy Dishy, whatever his name is, right, and <laughs> I was thinking, get off with you. I want to hear Keir Starmer. I want to hear him because yeah, but but isn't isn't it normally the pro the process um, is normally the Labour Chancellor would come back at Rishi, no? Because isn't that how the well, cabinet and the shadow cabinet work? I, I, I mean, I couldn't even tell you who the Labour shadow chancellor is. Is that, is that, I I mean, is that woman, Angeline Dodd, or Angeline Dodd, or whatever her name is, right? Okay, so, so why, why wasn't she... Because obviously she should have more skin in the game about money because she's the shadow chancellor, right? Why is it Keir Starmer? Or do you think Keir Starmer's taken a leaf out of um, Witty and Valance's book and just wants every opportunity for himself? Well, I, I, of course it does, right? But it's, if, if you actually tell how good the budget is, right, when when the opposition's sort of saying they're fighting for the, for the common man, but they're not at all, right? They don't really give a damn about the the, uh, the the common man at all you know they're talking about it was talking about the health care the front line you know national health you know the budget's not about these things services it's about the country you know what i mean you can't just yeah, like, it's about the economy yeah. right it's about getting more money into more people exactly pockets. bringing bringing positives into the country getting people to invest it's a bigger picture and what it, all it was breaching about right was Oh well, we have to protect the national health. We've got to do this for the frontline workers. You know what? It's took a fraction of a, of, a, of a people, right? That will make no difference to anyone's lives, right? Except mm. to the people they care for and they work for, right? Um, and that's that's what he had to that's what he had to go on. He had nothing else to go on on, on this budget. Okay, so so salon owners, right? Yeah. Let's let's draw a line under this. Is was this a good budget for salon owners? Yes or no? I, I think it was actually. I really do. Yeah. I mean, like we said, we, we we looked at we looked at it right. The business support they got, recovery loans they got, uh, apprentices grants has gone up, business rate holidays, uh, five billion pound reopening grants, and the contactless payment limit raising to uh, hundred pounds as well. I believe, right? Yeah, but is that a good thing? Raising a threshold of contactless. Yeah, I mean well, that's just, well, just that just means more more um, banking fees. Yeah, yeah, but, it, it, but at the same time, right? What you got to understand, right? Is it, people could spend without having to worry about the money in their pocket because you know, look, look, how does credit work? Yeah. Well, a credit credit is printed out of fresh air yeah, and, exactly. and given to someone. Exactly. This is why it. this is why cash. This is why cash is so valuable because it's a bearer asset. That when you hand over cash, your debt is eliminated, and and this 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 is what I believe. This is why I believe cashless society is is pivotal to people's um, well-being, health, mental uh, health. No, 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 no. It's pivotal to their their financial well-being. Um, you know, cash cash isn't cash is a bearer instrument. It it eliminates debt, whereas credit credit cards, all of those things. 
they create debt. So I, I, I yeah, I'm yeah. not, I'm not a fan of this contactless yeah, but, uh, but because, that's, that's like I say, it's gonna, it's gonna make more people pay with cards. Oh, of course. And as we know, it's easier to get into debt with cards it, than it, it is it, when you it, hand it, over Exactly, cash. and and people would, people like spending money. That's not theirs, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, I suppose yeah, that is one, one way. But but once again, um, yeah, we have to, we have to acknowledge that this. This whole scenario is going to feed into the becoming inflation, which is going to go for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this personal income tax allowance and the higher rate income tax allowance is going to be frozen from 2022 to 2026, which is four years, which at the moment doesn't seem like an issue. But my thing on the horizon with that is with the inflation increased salary, means that probably more people will get into these higher rate thresholds. So there will be some more individual tax to be paid. It's hard to see how much that will that will um, affect people, but it will affect people. So well, there is an income tax well, uh, well, increase there. Well, well, what does it tell you also, right? In, in, in say four years time, right? If you if you earn instead of less than 75,000 pounds, let's say for example, you, mm. you, you, you're in a poverty line. When, don't you think? I, I think like, yeah, so right now, what's the poverty If you line? live in London, yeah. you'll be on the poverty line only earning 75k yeah, yeah. and living in London, yeah. for sure. For sure. I mean, you, you would have, you, you, you'd literally be renting a, a, a box, really. So yeah. your, your seller has to, you have to be in an industry where, or, or career, right, where you have to... Earn. No chance having kids in London either. <laughs> literally zero chance. If you're only earning 75k, what, what there's no chance I mean, you can, you can have kids. Goes, but, but that's how mega cities should be. Should be. I mean, you, go to, you, you go to a mega city, which London, London is a mega city, like New York, Paris, you know, Hong Kong, mega cities, right? You go in, make the money, and you leave. Ideally, sure. right? That's, you, don't, sure. you don't settle in there and you know, have a... Uh, uh, so ten families is, is, is you know no it's too expensive but it, the idea right, is to make the money and then you leave really but going back yeah, into gotcha. our industry you know I think hairdressers if they're not earning seventy five eighty even a hundred thousand pounds within the next four years forget it they then okay so overall we give a round of applause for Richie's budget do we yeah yeah I mean, yeah I think, look well. I mean, what, okay. what do you think, is it, you know, since the pandemic, right, hmm. there's been more self-employed hairdressers than ever, I would take it, yeah? Well, yeah, let's let's explore this. So for the freelancer, for the sole trader, for the self-employed, was that was this a good or yeah. a bad budget? Um, so let's look at what's good for the self-employed, shall we? Yeah. So no tax increase or national insurance increase. No, nope, exactly. That's got to be good, will it? But that's good for salon owners as well, right? Well, if, that if, means yeah. hopefully their staff's wages will be able to go up uh, with no extra tax. Um, well, saying no, not saying that, not saying that their wages will go up and no extra tax. Not how it works. Of course, their their tax will increase, but the fact that the individual isn't being asked to pay for the pandemic yet, no, yet, right? Um, so the. The self-employed income support uh, will be continued till September. So obviously, um, that's got to be a good thing for. And this salons, this is for uh, beauticians for as well, right? Artists. This is for makeup artists, beauticians. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, self-employed. Yeah, self-employed. You know, yeah. So, 
can we look at this so so can we look at this scenario of is was this budget beneficial for salon owners but was it more beneficial for the self-employed I, I will think, this increase the flight of employed people working in our industry to self-employed? I've I, 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 I feel it accelerated definitely from uh, from being employed to self-employed definitely, definitely. Yeah, because you've got the the minimum wage increase, yeah. you've got the tax act, yeah. you've got essentially the inflation's going to bring people more, paying more tax. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's because, no VAT reduction because it's, it's giving it's giving slight headaches to the southern owners, right? With this minimum wage for a start, okay, going up. Mm. All right. So again, you, you're going to sort of you're going to start looking at your MEVs, and also you're going to start you, you April twelfth, right? It's going to be uh, it's going to be the day when everybody's back to fighting. Because right now, they're all friends, because all in this campaign. But come April 12th, all gloves are off. They're all going to be fighting. No, absolutely. They're absolutely. all going to be fighting for those clients, especially in central yeah. London. Right. I mean, I'm getting a lot of phone calls already, mate. Are you? Are I don't you? Know about you? Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Lots. I, I was talking to a friend of mine as well, who's basically spent the last year, uh, sorry, the last seven days, uh, booking his customers in. And he essentially said, oh, because because I'm fed up of having to do this every time they lock us down, I'm going to book your appointments in for the entire year. Um, so he's basically done that. So he's fully booked for the year, essentially. Which is... That's quite a quick You know what? It sounds good, but I remember going back into when I first started um, hairdressing in the 70s, right, to the 80s, right? And there was these hairdressers. Mm. Um, come sort of Friday and Saturday, they had their regular clients booked in. From eight thirty till five o'clock, right? They had Mrs. Smith, Mrs. Goldstein, Mrs. Mrs. Uh, was whatever name you like. All these people are booked in right? on on time every for those two days, right? Now mm-hmm. it restricts you. Say say someone wants to come in, and uh, you know recommended to you, right? Which that's how that's how we grow our business if through word, word of mouth. But you can't fit them in because Mrs. Smith's got that time or Miss. Mr. Sosa got that time, or this and that, right? And these women, are, these women, well, these people are, are regular as clockwork, so you can't mm. give up their time. So it's... yeah, I think the logic is, I think the logic is that um, you know he's obviously got a fully booked clientele anyway, and it was really just to remove the admin, mm. so that if another lockdown occurs, you know these people already yeah. have their appointments yeah. in the book. You know, for the rest of the year, and you know, if if their appointment falls within that lockdown, they just naturally res- revert to their next appointment. So it just saves the the you know the days and days of sitting on a phone yeah, phoning yeah, everybody up. Yeah. So you know, yeah. it, it's a temporary measure. Whether it works out or not is another thing. Right. I mean, we can talk about you know why that's why that's a bad thing and why that's a good thing. Well, but I just think logically it kind of makes sense. Well, well I suppose we could come, we could come back to it later on, can't we, and see how it how it worked out for him. Yeah, totally. I suppose. totally. That's so, yeah. so, so, yeah. So, overall, um, it was a good budget for self-employed as well. Then, yes, yeah? so we give them a clap think so. for that. Yeah, I think it was okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Well done, Rishi. It was a Rishi special. But I think the point. I think the more pressing point is, it was probably more beneficial for freelancers, right? Yeah. Do you not Definitely. think? Because I mean, I'm looking at it from the from a freelancer point of view. I am a freelancer, and you know, the the overall landscape 
of coronavirus has left us in this situation where our customers may or may not be scarred from lockdowns and the fear of mask wearing. So I still believe that, you know, 30% of our customers that would see us in the salon actually probably prefer you go into their house or them come into your house to do their hair. Do you know what I mean? So I think there will be a loss. There will be a small loss of, of amount of transactions going for an actual proper bona fide salon. Well, going to the budget, right? I mean, you saw the budget, yeah? There was, there was lots of incentives, lots of opportunities outside London, wasn't there? Right, mm. you know, he mentioned Freeports, he, he mentioned expansions in Northern Ireland, in Scotland, Wales, all these areas, right? They go saw like um, incentives, green incentives, green projects, all these kind of things to actually boost the um, not the not the um, environment, but yeah, so regenerate the whole areas away from London, doesn't okay. it? Right, and how, for how many years, right, was London propping up the country? Now, right, London's not the focal point now, okay? So, again, what, what I was being telling you about all these big sales in central London, they're the ones that's going to be sort of suffering because, you know, people's been going to gravitate to these areas now. And if you're, mm. if you're a hairdresser and, you know, thinking, right, you know what, I, 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 want, I don't want to be here anymore, where do I go next? Do I go to Townside? Do I go to... Hollywood, do I go to wherever, right? Where there's going to be big businesses. And mm. It's not going to be London. Yes, you're going to get the niche in London. You're going to get the elites. Yeah, the, the uber wealthy people, right? So what you're saying is the flattening of the curve is really going to be the flattening of the amount of money in London is going to spread out across the country. That's right. And hairdressers have to follow where the money goes, right? You know, but, but sure. before, we, I mean, we, we said it before, right? We... Hairdressers, salon owners or hairdressers are so be so used to having clients come to them. The pandemic, and you know it yourself, and I've done it myself. We go to them now, right? Mm. Yeah, and, and clients generally are paying slightly less, um, and they're also saving time because they're not having to well, deal with the drive, the parking up. They may be paying out in the rain. They may be paying slightly yeah. less to you, mate, but not to me. <laughs> Well, you know, you have to incentivise them, don't you? Well, Do you no, because you have no, to incentivise no, them sometimes. No, the incentive is now that they're saving time, yeah, and right. you know, our, our time is so precious. Well, well, this is it. I mean, we talked about it before, right? But the influencers, and this is the whole thing that I don't understand with selling owners, right? Those clients, right? You have to go out to get them now, and this is and this is what I'm trying to tell you before. They don't know how to get clients. Now, yeah. you, if you and me, right, we're in a salon right now, we, we're, watching the, uh, we're watching the budget, we listen to sort of like what's, what's going to happen in the next two, three years, you're thinking, you know what, I'm going to get out of this place, I'm going to go dead, because that's where the money's going to be. You know, we're talking about billions, we're not talking about millions, we're talking about billions, all right? So mm. all of a sudden, that area's going to get richer. They're going to get the right people in. And what do they all want? They want nice food, they want nice bars, they want good hairdressers, they want nice things. All these, all these places, right, will come up for, um, for um, consideration, okay? Well, yeah, whereas London was always the place to buy um, nice clothes, was always a place to go and have nice food, was always a place to get a nice haircut. That's changed, mate. 
It has, you know what I mean? And, and this is it. You know, the industry has to wake up to that. London's not the focal point anymore for the industry. It, yeah. I think I think what what we've seen as well is with the invention of social media. You know, you can be a big fish in a small pond, and be successful. Yeah. You know, uh, that that's the other thing that we need to consider when it comes to social media, because, you know, you might not be necessarily be able to get real fans from social media in terms of paying customers. Yeah. Because obviously, social media goes global, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. And. Is someone going to get on a plane from one country to the next to come and get their hair done by you regularly? Years Probably ago, not. Years Probably ago, not. I would have said yes, because they did. And I've and I, 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 I experienced that. And actually, it's only since the pandemic started last year, right, that sure. I actually sort of have seen my international clients. But I will say yes. But I think the scope of being able to project your work over, you know, over the, the internet has probably had a more profound effect on standards than any education system in this program simply from the point of view that people can see things that they like yeah. and they now demand it and they now expect it from their local shop and if their local shop cannot provide that do you know what I mean yeah. so I think I think you know when you're looking at the internet being a good or a bad thing whether social media is a good or a bad thing it all depends on the lens at which you look at it through. Of yeah, course, you know, I can course. be, I can work in a provincial town, and focus solely on my Instagram and become a worldwide star without going into London. Well, well, well there's, there's one hairdresser we 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 both know him very well, Guy Kramer. Right, right. It's a phenomenal hairdresser, but he made his, he made his reputation in Winchester. Am I right? Yeah, no, that's right. He never, yeah, he never opened up in London. Yeah, he, he started in London, but he thought, you know what, right. I'm going to Winchester, right? Yeah. And so he's made Winchester the destination spot. Yeah, and it's a love, which is a lovely town anyway. I mean, I love Winchester, you know. Sure. You, you know what I mean? As a, as a town, so to, for him to go there, cheaper rent, bigger space, nice clean air, parking's probably easier, and yeah, he's got people flying from all over the world. I know, I know people from London going down that go down to see him yeah, yeah. so so uh, so basically the conclusion we can draw is london is finished is that right joe I, yes <laughs> I, I, london is finished for, for, for the for this for the um, hairdressing sector yeah i definitely okay i, I really i've always said that can i put that in the book can I like? Is that like a bold prediction that I can put in the book? I think Central says Central London. Bold prediction. Uh, uh, Central yeah. London. I didn't sort of say you know Easterton, Hackney, Shoreditch places. Like Central London. We're talking about the big sellers in Central London. You know. I, yeah, I, and and essentially it's because business rates are re extreme. Yeah. It, uh, it, the high net worth individuals that used to go there to have their hair used cut to, are probably the don't need to go into London anymore. Well, yeah. You know, if the standards of their local hairdressers say they live in Surrey, leafy Surrey or Richmond, yeah. if the standard of that hairdressers has gone up, then they're more likely just to go and visit their it, local place it, rather than... Exactly. And, and that's London. what they've been doing for the last um, year, basically speaking. Yeah, if, if you think about it, since March last year, the first lockdown, there's only been four months. Is it four months of trading? Yeah, eight months eight, closed. Eight months. Months that's a, trading, that's yeah. a long time, right? To sort of like. Well, to, no, let's think. It was July, 
It was July to October, so that's that's three months there. Oh, was the and first, obviously we was, had, was the we first had January, lockdown. January and February, when, when didn't we? First, we when was the first lockdown? When was the first lockdown? March. March. I think it was around March the 22nd. So we had pretty much three, full three months there. Then we had three months in the middle. Um, and then six months lockdown. But obviously the first two, three, four months of this year we've been locked down. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's, I mean, it's basically bled into a new year, yeah. basically. Uh, right, so, you know, so that's a long time, right, to sort of, without having to visit your favourite hairdresser salon. You know what I mean? What What do you think this is going to mean for standards, Joe? Do you think, like, there's going to be a... Um, do you think there's going to be a, decli- a slight decline in standards where, obviously, you're normally used to doing your blow dries, your hair every day? Um, do you think that people will take a little bit of time to get back into it or do you think it's like riding a bike I, and they'll just i i think i think i think that that in this that side of this is dead i i i'd be very surprised you know we talked about what was it five thousand sellers closed last uh, by the end of the year right i'd be very surprised I, I wouldn't be surprised if three thousand of them were blow bars first speaking yeah, because I, I I don't really think that's a big no, but I, I mean standards across the board. You yeah. know, from the balayage, from the highlighting, colouring to the cutting. I, I think to I the think, styling. I think the standard... Do you think there's going to be there's going to be a period of time where people are having to slowly get back into the swing of things? No, I think it's, I think it's going to be more um, it's going to be more innovation actually. I, I actually think it, it would the the standards would increase actually because there's okay. this sort. Of... A burst of energy just wanting to come out, isn't there? You know, they want to try new things. They want to do this, do that. I don't think they want to do the same old, same old. Because don't forget, right? Clients will have big roots, or they will have long hair, this and that. So, if they go back to trimming and doing the same old, same old, more for them. But, but just imagine, right? You and me get a whole new canvas to work with. I tell you, that is heaven, right? From a hairdresser's point yeah. of view. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna be able to do some like yeah, some proper cutting. Yeah, right? I would say in some proper colouring. Mrs. Smith, let's do this, let's do that. But if the hairdresser goes, oh, let's trim it. Oh, I wish the trims. You know what? They, 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 they deserve. That's a good point. Do you, do you think that's a good point? Do you think trends will change coming back? It has you know, to. The new it trend has to. of lockdown survivor. You know, this two, three inch. Hair regrowth. It has to. Um, obviously, pre-lockdown, you know, short short haircuts in terms of like for men, you know, the skin fades and all of that. Uh, they were, they were the bit the the trend, weren't they? It, it, Do you think after this, people will have grown their hair out and will be like, oh, I'm quite attached to my hair now. Maybe let's let's keep it long. I, I think I think they're probably I, I probably think because they're growing long now, they probably go and look at themselves and think, look, I look really old and jeery. One because the weather's crap. Yeah, there's nothing nice you know, to have long hair. What's the point of having long hair? It's just long hair, doing nothing. So it's up to the hairdresser to inspire that client to actually sort of say, you know what, let's 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 do it. Let let's start a whole new uh, period of of prosperity. Yeah. If you like, with a with a positive attitude. If you go with back, a new to, hair change. That is it. If you sort of go with the, with the same attitude, oh, just trim it, let's keep it long, then you know what? You're part of the problem. You're not the solution. I mean, <laughs> seriously, I, I've on got that, no time for that. On that like note. I've got no time for that. Like that. No time at all. Seriously. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I know that was one of your one of your famous phrases to me. You've always, uh, with a new client, you've always got to make an impact, right? Yeah, you have to. 
Right, and you know, and like and and your your client coming back after a, a four six four to six month lockdown, you're gonna to have to make the same impact with them, right? You have to. If you just go trim it, forget it. You, know, you, you don't deserve. You don't deserve a clean towel. Trim it, my foot. You know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So, have we moved on? Are we, we moved on. Move we moved on. on. Right. Okay. So the budget good for salon owners, good for freelancers. Uh, bad for centre of London. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that's how I would put it. It's bad for central London hairdressers. Yeah, because, you know. <laughs> yeah, you've got to start relocating, mate. Seriously, you, you've got to start relocating. Okay, all right. Well, brilliant. Um, I'm glad we've got to that conclusion. Um, what has got Joe's go on LinkedIn this week? You, you know what, right? I'll tell you what's got me. I, I so noticed with social media. I, I, I'm just going to say LinkedIn because there was this. I was having this debate, right? I think I told you about it. Right? We talked about this um, this personal trainer with the. It was anti. It was an anti vaccine. It was it was against anti jab, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I got into a narrative where uh, you know he was using data as his argument. I said, well, you know, if you're going to use that data, then. You know, as a smoker, we were vilified many years ago with the same data. All right, it's it's a different scenario, but it's the same situation type of thing, yeah. Because they use your data to scaremonger people into sort of like, yeah. blah blah, and, and it's the same thing. This is all about big data now. Right, it mate, is, isn't it? it is, right? And anyway, it got to such a long thing. Anyway, eventually, people were sort of like saying they like your Michael Hart's comment mentioning me, blah blah blah's comment mentioning me. I can't access those comments to see what they were, what, the, what they were like. You know what I mean? I go into Have it. Have you been blocked again? Have you been banned well, again? Well, no, I haven't been banned from LinkedIn, right? But I actually been blocked, right? I think I've been shadowed, shadow banned, right? If, if you actually saw like putting my comments into um, that that um, that post there, because it's it's quite quite controversial in the fact that it's very sinister how society absorbs data and how they interpret data and and um and, and i think i told you before right you know we as a society right we we, we have to accept whatever it is now because we lost we we actually gonna, we're going to be guided by data all our lives now really and, and yeah the data's there to I mean, this is this is I think what you're saying. It, it's you know the data's there to drive a narrative, isn't it? Yeah. And it's it's depending on what the narrative is driving. Um, like you know we've seen data used like it's never been used before to essentially support the whole lockdown, yeah. the COVID nineteen lockdown movement. Yeah. Now there's obviously data from both sides. One says one thing, the other says another thing, but ultimately. You know, isn't isn't there a famous quote of ninety nine point seven percent of statistics are made up? That's right. It, it's always had been, but unfortunately, we yeah, you know, so like the the media, the go the, the the which is controlled by the global elites. This is this is how they're going to. This is how they're playing it out. And and I personally think right that that whatever whatever um, I say, whatever I saw do, what if I don't right, has it doesn't mean anything. It, it's uh, it's a losing battle, and and going back to sort of LinkedIn, I kind of I, I find how sinister social media works, right? Because people with free thinking minds and free thinking opinions, which is all based on experiences and facts rather than mm. data, 
it's and a seeing de- stuff with your own eyes. Yeah, right? it's, it's, it's dangerous, right? And, yeah. and, I've, and I've actually been banned. I'm not banned, but I just can't access it. And yet there's people going on to it making comments because you see the comments going up like from... I think the last time I saw it was like 1,800 comments. Now it's about 2,300 comments. And yet I can't mm. see that thread. Yeah? Yeah. And, and the, uh, so, so, I mean, look, this is how this whole social media thing works, right? People like to click on these clickbaity things. And these clickbaity things are generally bad news, right? Isn't yeah. this how the, the news and the press... Uh, newspapers, um, you know, it's good, good, good news stories don't sell, do they? Well, no. I mean, so, is this not a fundamental like flaw of the human condition? Exactly. I mean, look at let's take a um, look at um, Harry and Meghan, right? Uh, yeah, they sold their story to uh, Oprah Winfrey and all that lot. Yeah, well, while poor Prince Philip is dying in in, in the hospital, right? There, there's these two people, you know, sort of like poor me, I'm a victim of whatever. Now. Mm. If they really don't care about them, why are they reporting about them? Mm. You know, I mean, sometimes it's just sort of like, don't give any media, don't give any exposure, they just go away, right? But no, they've got to just keep padding on, so they thrust it into our face at the same time. They, so they do that so they can criticise them, right, really, you know what I mean? And that's the thing that mm. I don't understand how the media works or how people's psychology is, you know, they... They they absorb the information just to just to just to criticise. I mean, forget it, man. Just don't read it. Ignore it. They go away. Yeah, I uh, I think I heard Joe Rogan talking about this. I did about it. Bandwidth. Yeah, it's about it's about bandwidth. Is that what he called it? Um, and well, every single person's mind has a certain amount of attention span. Yeah. Um, and obviously, us as um, animals. We haven't evolved to be constantly stimulated 24 hours a day, which is obviously what social media does, right? It stimulates your, you know, it gets your brain going. You know, you see this bit of data, you see this story about that. There are all these tiny snippets of information. And we just have not evolved to be able to be constantly stimulated in that way. Um, and therefore, Joe Rogan's got this policy of he never reads comments. He never, you know, he never uses... Um, he never goes down rabbit holes from you know comments and what people say to him. He posts his he posts a tweet, or he posts an Instagram and leaves it. Bye. Yes. Do you know what I mean? So, that, so, so that doesn't go back essentially, to it. yeah, it doesn't come back to him. Good, so good. he's not then affected by you know ninety nine tweets that say, "Oh, Joe, you're amazing." And he doesn't have that one tweet that says, "Joe, you're an idiot." Yeah, yeah. It doesn't affect him. Because, it, you know, there is this bias, isn't there, that we won't focus on the positive things. If someone calls us an idiot, we're just going to focus on that. It's going to make us angry and it's going to, it's going to you know... Um, That's clever. It's going to make the situation worse. So, yeah, I agree with him. I mean, I've, I've had that stance really with my phone for a long time where my phone's been silent and all the notifications are turned off. Yeah. And just recently, I've just removed Instagram from my phone and I've removed Facebook from my phone. Oh, but- because I don't know if you've seen over the last few years, Joe, you know when you go into your notifications, it, there's a big red bell or there's yeah. a big red number over the bell yeah. and it says like 25, yeah, yeah, 30 yeah, notifications. Yeah. You're like, oh, excited. People are talking about me. You go in there, 24 and nothing to do with you whatsoever. That's right. They're all, this person's done that, That's that right. person's done yeah. that. Someone's posted into this group. Yeah. Someone, and you're just like, 
so the notifications are wrong and but they know they know that this red number triggers you i did actually write a blog about it last year um you know why go salon as uh technology we don't want to notify you we don't want to be interrupting you all day with um emails notifications about this no yeah you know we don't want to go down that road of of just distracting you because i find all of that stuff a distraction you know i've been much more focused on you know doing the doing the podcast with you Mm. you know building up relationships online with different people via linkedin simply because i took all that rubbish off of my phone so when i get five minutes i just sit there and relax I don't start scrolling, you know, just uh, aimlessly through my phone, trying to kill that five minutes, you know. So, so I do recommend that to people. No, no, listen. I, I, if it wasn't for podcast, right, I'd just come off LinkedIn altogether. I really would. I just, I, I really would come off all social media platforms. It, 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 well, LinkedIn is supposed to be that, you know, for business, business not, to business, it's right? Not, it's, not, it's, it's supposed not. to have a higher level of conversation, like a more specific business orientated conversation rather than you know what one person said to another you know yeah. rather than the drama that you get in facebook and, and twitter and those other places yeah but all, all i'm sort of getting i mean I, there's a few that I've, I've saw it's very diverse you by uh, my sort of network of my connections right it's sort of like you've got sort of traders you've got hairdressers you've got sort of wig makers you've got all these sort of diversity of people right you know what i mean and I, you know, I, the, the thing that I learned actually before at the time, right, when they were sort of like, when they connected with, they sent you a message, right? And I started engaging with them. But I actually learned to ignore them now. Yeah, with yeah no, it's good. Yeah, that, I mean, a lot of these, the, you the, know, that's why I put the chili in my name. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Because there's a, lot of, uh, there's a lot of robots that essentially basically send you messages and try and connect. Now, if in the message they say, Good morning, chili. Aaron, I know that's a robot because obviously any human writing me a message wouldn't put chili, chili. Right, in the top. Right, so right. I just immediately dismiss those and ignore right, those right, those right. messages. So that's one little handy tip for you. So then, Joe, um, you said you was talk- you went for your COVID injection today. Oh, yeah, I'm intrigued yeah. Oh, yeah. to find out. Yeah, because uh, was it was it a good experience? You know what? It was, it was actually quite good. But the only thing that really bugged me, right? So okay. My point was 11.20, right? And they say to you not to get there early, not to get there late, to be there on time, right? So I timed mm-hmm. it. I sort of like got there, found it, parked up, and I walked. You know, so like you got your uh, number, you go in the queue outside, and there's a guy going through the street, but and then, you know, I was, I was outside for about a minute, all right? There was about sort of six, seven people in front of me, but it's going quite f- fluently, right? It's flowing. And then you get inside yeah. and you get you go to sort of like sit um, with a a, a a lady, right? And she's taking all your details down, right? So, you know, you give your, your, your reference number, your code, you give your name and address, and you know, your contact name, your second, second, your, um, your second of kin, like, you know what I mean? So, you know, my wife, uh, all that, all just So you, you've got, you, you have to go through triage, yeah? Yeah, exactly, right? And then you go, okay, now, you know, you go to, you go to another section, right, where a woman tells you to sit down, right? And wait for your turn. And she says, "Well, that was he's before you. It was before before him, right? You know what I mean." So anyway, so I waited ten minutes, and then it was Marta. So you go to another booth, right? And it was a. Was you masked up, Joe? Yeah, yeah, masked up, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. And um, how many how many masks were you wearing? Only one. So I, again, okay. I sit down, right? And, and again, it meant say, what's your name? I give him reference number, give him a name, and give you a sort of like a date of birth, give you a dress, right? And he asks you a few questions. Do you have a COVID for a blah, 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 And all that symptoms, right? So I'm going through the same routine. I went back five minutes ago or 10 minutes ago, right? All right, with a different person. Okay, different well, that's person. security. You know, yeah. they don't want to be giving you the wrong jab. You know, right. they don't want to be giving you the, um, the you know, uh, they don't want to be giving... I mean, do you know, do they tell you what, what one you're having? No, Was it Pfizer? No, Was it no. Moderna? I didn't ask, to be honest with you. I just thought, like, you know, I'm just... But they, they don't offer that information because I would have thought that would be quite important because isn't isn't one like an mRNA and another one like the Oxford vaccine is supposed to be like the actual COVID well, all, all he said, you know, all proper he, vaccine. All he said to me, right, you might get like a flu-like symptoms, right? You, you know, we, but just take Nurofen, Ibuprofen or whatever, you'll be all right for 36 hours. It's just your body, you know, getting um, used to it. I said, yeah, all right, you know. Okay. Uh, but you don't know whether you had the gene editing jab or the ox is it the oxford jab is it the astrazeneca jab um i can't like i say i'm, I'm so like over the whole covid like i said that, I, so I, many vaccines. I, 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 I wouldn't even look at it right I, you know i've just got the vaccine i don't even i don't want to know what's wow in i think that's quite i think that's quite that's quite enlightening the fact that you you're you are essentially putting all of your trust into the nhs to make the choice well, well this, this this is a theory they gave you a questionnaire to fill in right you know, so how do you rate it, sir? I said, yeah, very good. Yeah, but, right, very efficient. And it says, is there anything you want to add? I said, I'm, I'm quite excited and relieved to to, to be to, to know that I'm helping society get to a better... Wow, <laughs> you sycophant. <laughs> well, you know what? They're all, try, they're all trying to be helpful. They're all very nice to you, you know what I mean? There's no one being nasty or anything like that, right? Anyway. No, of course. Anyway. No, there's no need for that. But to actually, like, you know... Yeah, you might as well just I be mean, nice, w right? were you outside you know, like, banging your saucepans and clapping the NHS, like, every night as no, well? You no, know, I, I did the beginning, but then you, when you start getting people, like, sort of, like... David Beckham or uh, Piers Morgan or like you, who don't use natural health at all, right? Clapping, fuck off. Mm. You know what I mean? You're virtual signaling, <laughs> you know what I mean? The jump in the bandwagon, once it, once it gets to that kind of exposure, I've got no interest in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know? Well, I, I mean, on, uh, another point, um, did the budget actually announce a pay rise for NHS staff and workers, considering the year they've had. Well, Keir Starmer tried that. <laughs> I don't think that. So. Oh, so there was there was nothing in it. No. So, oh, sorry, NHS staff, um, you're just going to have to put up with some more claps. Yeah, yeah. Try and pay your bills with claps. Yeah, yeah. good one. All right, yeah. So, so basically, you went through a, a drawn out process. Yeah. You don't know what the injection was that you got. It could have been saline solution for all you know. Listen, it could have been a, a vitamin D booster. You know, could have been a vitamin you D booster. You know what I mean? Booster. It could have been a placebo or whatever. Anyway, so sure. So uh, yeah, I've got. I finally sat down and uh, again, she asked me with a, with a laptop, my name and it. My, and that was four years. That was four uh, four hours ago. Sorry. Yeah, that was, that was four yeah, hours was ago. How do you feel right now? I feel alright. I feel, feel. I actually feel better now than when I actually did when I left. Actually, because I feel a bit. Grog so there you go. It must have been a vitamin D. Yeah, exactly. So I'm all right actually, because you know, mm. um, yeah, I've got no no side effects. I don't feel anything different. Whatever. I'll let you know if if it falls off though. <laughs> what you're on? <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, they, they didn't tell us about those consequences. You know what I mean? if something if, falls if, off. Yeah, so I'll let you know. <laughs>
Um, you know? So then, do you want to use this platform to um, thank Dr. Bill Gates for your? No, it was a, it was a Turkish. Uh, it was for your it was newly, a, it was newly found. It wasn't Bill Gates. It was those two Turkish scientists in Germany, weren't they? Well, you don't know because you don't know what bloody vaccine you've had, mate. So you don't know who's responsible. Bill all Gates, we know sure. is Dr. Bill. Bill. Gates. It Bill you can Gates. thank Dr. Bill for saving your immune system because, of course, that's Dr. Bill's responsibility, your immune system, and not your own, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, listen, yeah. I, I, I've done it. I've, I saw, like, feel that I'm actually sort of, I could get back to some kind of normality, right? Because I don't want to keep getting People's houses wearing masks or going to shops. Did they advise you to carry on wearing masks? Yes, they did. did they, they, they did. They did. Okay, so, so tell me, did they give any idea as to why you've got to keep wearing the masks? Till the second injection, right? Which is eleven weeks. Till the second yeah. injection. Okay. Which is um, I've got I've, um, got I've got that booked uh, April, I believe, or whatever it is. Um, and are you still potentially asymptomatic? Like, can you still transmit the virus to other people? I didn't ask that question actually. To be honest with you, oh. I didn't ask okay. that. Um, but just to be keep wearing your mask. So I suppose you got you got the answer. Yeah, that answers the question point. itself. So then, Joe, where can people find you? On Sidenomics, on Telegram, on LinkedIn, on yeah. Facebook. No, you can't find me on Facebook. That's fair enough. My family only. Yeah, you've been banned from no, that no, too family, many times. Facebook's Don't only family, it. mate. It's only family. No. Okay, all right, fair enough. Um, okay, well, you can find me, Aaron Dawn Hare, on Twitter, Salonomics in Telegram. Um, also, go and check the website out, gosalon.uk. Get yourself ready for the great reopening. Um, we've got just over four weeks and counting before salons are allowed to open, Woo-hoo. so you may as well future-proof yourself uh, by checking out Go Salon. And, uh, and make and retail start, easy. Start think of relocating. If you're a central, yes. London, if you're a central London yes. area. So. Yes. So Joe's message is stop campaigning, save our salons. It's not happening. It's futile. Make plans. I would. To move. I definitely right. would. All right, then. All right, mate. Cheers, then, Joe. I'll speak to you later. I'll speak to you next week. Cheers. Bye. See you later. Bye, mate.